This is Merchandise Mart. Transfer to Brown Line Trains at Merchandise Mart. Doors closing. Yeah. All right. I'm going this way. Uh, so Hi. welcome to the Weisendell Weekly Wrap-Up, uh, where we talk about architecture, design, Love everything it. in between. I have with me a guest that has been on multiple times. Third time Go ahead. Running. You can introduce yourself. Hi. I'm Brett Charles Taylor. Brett. I'm Felix's best friend, even though he doesn't know it. That's true. Uh, yeah. What else am I supposed to say? Uh, That's about it. I work with Gensler. Yeah. Nice. Used to work so at SOM. We, we catch up every uh, six months as a check-in, right? <sighs> I wish I think it was last more. Time we, uh, last time we caught up was in June. Yeah, we were right in the middle of like where we, right we, we didn't realize, we didn't know. We just came out of lockdown, I think. Yeah, we just came out of lockdown. We're trying to figure out like what did this all really mean? Yeah, for we were song? talking about the, uh, the COVID, COVID Olympics. Olympics. Love it. <laughs> I still believe in it. It's still happening, right? I don't think anybody won, though. I think everybody's still running that race. I think it. I think what they told everybody was like, "Hey, no, this is going to be like it's going to be like a, a four by one hundred. And they're like, "No, no, no, just kidding." Have you ever heard of like? Have you ever heard of the ultra marathon? Right. That's what you signed up for. <laughs> so thanks for joining the Olympics. We just mm-hmm. changed the event. Have so you seen? It, have you seen any good presentations uh, in the past? The past year, the end of the year, last year. No. I mean, here, here's my here's here's how here's you gotta gather your thoughts. No, here's what here's here's how I here's how I've I've had a lot of time alone by myself <laughs> in lockdown, safely saving the world. Uh, to think about this is that I fundamentally believe this, and like history repeats itself. If you look at if you look at the pandemic in 1819, and you look at um, what the world went through, and you look at how the world responded, and, and you just take it—you just take a just take a take a deep breath and look at it. It, I think everybody's everybody's kind of had this mindset because you can like there's a fixed culture or a cancel culture. Like if I if I complain enough or I do something or if I I put effort in, like COVID's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I I think this is where people have to kind of understand is like it's we will mitigate it. The vaccines will get around mm-hmm. at any point in time, right? It and people will be safer, but it, it's not. People are trying to think of this as like you're not going to eradicate it, right? Mm-hmm. People, are, we're going to live with COVID for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I mean, that's not a, but that's not a scary thing. Like you look, like the Spanish flu was a pandemic. It took them three years to mitigate it. And they got through it. They didn't have the technology we have. They took three years. So it's not going to take us three years, but it's going to take some time. But I think what's interesting about it, when you, what's interesting about it is that it, um, it changed people's perception of how they interacted with the built world in a super positive way. And I actually, even as an architect and growing up in architecture and being in a showroom that, was, that accentuates modernist architecture, it spawned that movement just as much as like the architects rebellion against ornate architecture spawned it because mm-hmm. the idea of light air and openness everybody under everybody intuitively understood that like be having access to outs being the outside having access to light and air and being connected to the environment mm-hmm. was healthy yeah which we we kind of preach that a lot now because of the, 
sustainability and all these things that we talk about, but no one was talking about that in the turn of the century. Sure. Right. But that spawned a lot of modernist movement. Like that had just as much influence when you look back now and you look at the, the pandemic and how that effect on our architecture, mm-hmm. it's actually revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think in hindsight, people thought of it more because the architecture was so profound and the Frank Gehry's of the world and all these guys, like they just, you know, they just accent, they just perpetuated this thing. Like the, the architecture is so powerful that people, the architecture became self-important for architecture, rightfully so. But now it's crazy, right? A hundred yeah. years later, literally to the, almost to the freaking year, there's another one that has the same impact. And now you're starting to see the impact on architecture, you're seeing the impact of like, what does it mean to be healthy buildings? Like maybe, maybe cramming, you know, a hundred square feet per person in an office building. Maybe that's, maybe <laughs> we were pushing it. <laughs> maybe. You know, ever, ever maybe hoteling <laughs> and asking people to just share desks, yeah. you know, around the clock. Right. Maybe that wasn't the right response yeah. to like the ever growing economic culture. Right. So now, so do you, you know, as the world works, I'll, I'll just give me one more second. As the world works, maybe it's normalized, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe this helps and you take advantage of this thing and maybe no one will remember the architectural response. Maybe no one will remember the, um, the built environment or the furniture or like the, you know, the materials or the touch or whatever, maybe the Olympics part of it, no one will remember. But if we can, if we can accentuate that and like take that and make that the design response and be responsible as a community and be known that like we took the opportunity to accentuate our design response and like and be known in the same way that the turn of the century was known to perpet they like they perpetuate they like they they fast forwarded propelled these, propelled thank you I understand this is why we're a married couple um, <laughs> yeah I mean well, that's this is the opportunity I yeah. mean this is where we are this is the opportunity this is where this is the opportunity we now have yeah. I mean, I really like how your voice lowered when you were talking about this open space and airy. That was nice. I like it. That, that was very nice. Um, now, when you talk about how hoteling and the three shift, you know, hotel uh, workstation, do you think businesses are going to go to more of a standard? Is the hotel basically going to be diminished and it's just going to be work from home, that person who is coming to touch down because that's essentially what they were doing, right? They were still just touching down. I mean, I, I guess, think, it, I, guess I, I mean, I think it's, T, I mean, it's TBD, right? I mean, it's right. like, no one's going to say that, but I mean, I, I mean, what I was talking before, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of empirical data that's been actually taken over this period of time. I mean, um, surveys that have been done by my company and others, I'm sure it's 75% of the people want to go back to work. And go back to work, they mean like, does that mean 40 hours in office? No one's quite saying that, but they're, but they're definitely saying like three to four days a week, I, I much prefer to be working at my company, working in an office than I would be working at home. And I, I mean, that's a huge number. I mean, that's, that's a huge percentage. And I don't think that's, I don't think 
I think everybody feels that, but it's like collectively, I don't think everybody realized it was that high. I guess why, why would people think that it would be lower just because of the of being afraid or just because they think they have gravy train now? No, I, I, I think it's, I think, it, I think people, I think perception would be that there's two, th- there's, there's two factors, right? It's like, I have more flexibility at home. I can control my work hours a little bit more. Like, sure. and, but I, I think there's some of that. There's the freedom of it, depending on where you work and what your job, what your job entails. But I think there's also the unknowns of like, there's just the reality of like childcare and schools and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I think it, people are, people are a little like, I'd go back full time if schools were back full time, right? It's like there. I mean, yeah, you can't take. I mean, that has a huge impact huge, on how huge on how people are willing to commit to being like, yeah. hey, I'll come back, I'll come back forty hours a week <laughs> if like you if you're if you are gonna come tell me that my kids are gonna be at school forty hours a week, like, like these little <clears throat> rascals need to I know. get out of my house. Well, I mean, it, that's the weight on the teachers and at least the, it's, the public and the private I mean, it's all, I mean, like it's, it's, we're in a connected society, right? I mean, it's all in a so, It's so stressful. It's, it's sad, actually. No, but um, no one's going to hotel. I mean, no one's going to hotel ever again. I mean, that's just not going to happen. I mean, maybe, well, never again. That's Yeah. Slap that's just me. Slap yeah. me. Forgive again never works. <laughs> There's no such thing. So but, you, uh, did you see the, did you see any projects, I guess, change at the end of the year than since the beginning of the year or were anything drastic, like as far as the built environment? Like I know everybody kind of raced to do like the temporary sanitation stations and doing all of this stuff, but that was all just a bandaid, but have projects literally changed the way that they're building out space? No, I yeah. don't, I don't think you're seeing, I don't think you're seeing a fundamental change. I think, Here's what's interesting is like the the density. So the density, if I have if I had a hundred employees, right, I needed X amount of space, right, and like I was a dense amount of space. Now I'm like, well, I can't build that dense space. But the reality is, is now it's like seventy five percent. It's only only seventy five percent of that hundred employees are ever going to be in the office at one time. Mm-hmm. So I can use the same amount of sp- I need the same amount of space because I. I'm a, I need to give everybody a little more breathing room. So, like, from our industry, like, the metrics literally don't change at all. Right. Like, I mean, literally, fundamentally, they don't change. It's like, operationally, the companies have to figure out, like, That's, how yeah. I don't, I'm never, I'm never going to have 100% of my employees yeah. ever again. Yeah. Literally, God, I still use it ever again. I'll stop doing that, I promise. It's okay. You're grandiose. They will most likely never be in the same office again. Yeah. At the same time, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon. So there was all these things like, are people going to need more space or less space? Because it's like, at some at one point, everybody's like, I'm going to need, everybody's going to need more space Mm -hmm. because all my, I need, I have to expand because I need all this space for the same number of employees. Like I can't, I can't, I'm not cramming anybody in at 130 square feet of person. I think it, but it now, but now everybody realizes like, it's just I'm never gonna have 100 percent of my people at this in the office at the same time. Well, I think HR has a bigger voice now. I mean, in operations, yeah. no, because HR now, and operations for sure have a bigger voice. I mean, now they have a bigger seat at the table because now it's like, okay, now we have to yeah. have this work-life balance, and you know, it's not. I don't know. I just feel like it, in my experience, it was always about okay, how many people can we fit in here? How many people this and this and that. Yeah. Whereas now it's like your business is operationally fundamentally changed. Obviously culture is going to be hard to stick with it. Like 
because culture is definitely going to take a hit for people who have weak cultures. They think they have strong cultures. They have weak cultures because the employees aren't in the office. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, for all those people who do need space, we are in the Howe showroom and we have the 44 chair that stacks 44 high, not past four feet high. No, 44 and feet, four feet. This is 80, not recommended. <laughs> but if you want to click on the link below, we are going to test how high can you stack the chair before you actually hurt yourself. So in, in all actuality, stay tuned after uh, for Kristen uh, giving us a, a explanation about what products you're seeing in the scene here too from how. So have you heard of the Great Reset, by the way? Like this is called the Great Reset is what's happening? No, actually no. But are you now, are you now I'm super intrigued. No, I heard it once and it kind of clicked. It control, is it Control-Alt-Delete? E, yes, pretty much. Like control to it's just the the great reset. Like everything, reset. like world was getting out of control and everything. Maybe I've been cooped up in the house too much and now I'm starting to believe this shit. But uh, I heard it. I thought it was interesting. I think it's. I think it's definitely interesting. I mean, I well. Again, I mean, I, history repeats itself. I mean, there, there's, there's a, there is this, there's this fundamental idea that like. We think we can control an environment. Yeah. I mean, we can. Humans, since we've evolved to these brains of like kidding ourselves that like we have some, we have some measure of control of our, of the big picture. We have, we're always mm-hmm. like the world, you want to call it Mother Nature, the universe, the grand particle, God, whatever it is. Like it, equalizes itself i mean yeah the, i mean if i think if anybody can agree on anything like balance is like a fundamental nature right balance in anything people talk about work-life balance people talk about balance in like a relationship people talk, you know there's just straight up fucking balance between things that weigh the same mm-hmm. like, i mean you think you know it's like hunters use this as like a as a excuse to like hunt deer because they're like well if we don't hunt them like the balance like i'm i'm helping to balance like the population like like everybody i mean fundamentally like though if if like things get out of balance i this is the only thing about the universe i agree i fundamentally believe is like the universe finds a way to just get back into balance it's like it doesn't give a shit if, like you don't like the outcome of balance it's like it just gets balanced like the ice age happened for a reason because like the earth was out of balance it's like well go fuck yourself like yeah i gotta do this for a couple hundred years yeah. thousand years whatever the fuck and i'm gonna do this and then we'll get back in balance and i'll let you guys grow yeah. again like it was like i was just <laughs> like like the whole thing is a, it's a, the whole thing works out of balance i mean it just does i would i would be remiss if i didn't ask you about uh Last week and the balance and all the shit that happened. Oh, man. I mean, we don't have to dive deep into it, but it was fucked up, and I just wanted to get your your take on oh, it. Oh, you just, like, led the witness, but... Um. <laughs> well, because it, it's the balance thing, right? Like, it, they, you know, not they, people that Look, were there, because now I'm, 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 I'm interested to see what happens this week. Nothing's gonna happen this week because now everybody's like, you know, it's well, like, now there's you know, like howitzers on the like steps of the Capitol, but right, <laughs> um, a little bit too late, but yeah, 
for the sake of for this somewhat I'm gonna couch this somewhat for the sake of argument. Sure. I've had this argument. I've had this argument with other people. So I'm gonna start this for those that don't know me. I was in the military for ten years. I have a lot of military friends. I have a lot of friends that are hard right because the military just somehow, at least in recent times, has just borne you to be somewhat Republican, right? It's like military might, like U.S. is right, like it's it, ex, their extending thing of like we follow orders, we follow sure. the leaders, we, we trust unequivocally in that ideology, right or wrong. That's just how it is. And I've, because I went to architecture school, like I have all, I've literally like had my entire life like a left brain, right brain universe because I've like, I was in the military. Like I, I clicked that side of my brain and was like, yeah, if you tell me to go, if you tell me to go yeah, anywhere you, they, in the universe you and you point at somebody and say, <laughs> they're the, they are the enemy. There was a part of me that would be like, yeah, I don't like, I'll click it off. Sure. Like you're, I'm following orders. Like you tell me whatever you tell me the enemy I'm trained. I'm willing. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll fucking destroy whatever you want me to do. And the dichotomy of my personal life is that like, I've been on the architecture side where like I can, been, I've clicked that side of my brain off and go like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like the world is a bigger place. Like we yeah. have to like work together. Like I've, you know, I, I've traveled internationally. I've worked in the Middle East. I've like, it's like, it's surreal to me because I was in the first Gulf War. Like I was in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait, like literally as a Marine. Mm -hmm. I've been in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait as an architect rebuilding and building culture like that's it's wild. like it's crazy that's wild it's crazy yeah i i say this all because the next thing i'm gonna say is super controversial <laughs> good fundamentally this is what i'm gonna believe in this i'm not condoning jesus christ i'm whatever what happened last week is sure it, i mean literally freaking treason yeah like Treason, you. I don't care well, how you want to spin it. Treason, it's people call it insurrection. People want it like insurrection is even a lesser word. It's literally treason. Yeah. Like literally, people would be hung for what for treason. Absolutely. People are yeah. hung for treason. <laughs> that is literally how the U.S. and how everybody, any government, like you're. There's not a former government in the universe that's ever been done. If you were treasonous against that former government, they hang you, they kill you, they stab you, they cut your head off, they whatever do. Like, there's no other punishment. Yeah. Is literally, if you're treasonous against the government you live in, they kill you. So, fundamentally. Here's the problem, though. And this is like, this is where, this is the controversy part. Is that if you truly wanna if you truly if you truly wanna look at this from the problem solving aspect, I really do believe in that. I do really do believe this. Is that you have to you have to understand and sympathize to some degree why these 
people feel the way they do. You, you cannot, you just cannot vilify it, 100% vilify it. You can't, you just can't because it's like, there's just, there's too many people that feel that way for it to be unrecognized. I'm not, I'm not saying that, look, I feel like I'm just going to get in political trouble. I'm not don't, saying, yeah, I'm not saying that everybody else doesn't do have that. their own issues. I'm not there asking are, you There's a million that. issues. But <laughs> if you just want to focus on this one, I'm just focused on this one. Is that I don't, I don't fundamentally feel that anybody really is diving in to feel, to figure out and feel like what, what is the motivation and driver? What are, what is the real fear that's driving it? That's dry. What's the fear that drives the anger? Yeah. Like, and how do you, how do you quell that? How do you quell the fear of that anger and that, that, you know, how do you, how do you find, like, how do you find the warm blanket that makes them feel like they're heard, that makes them feel like <laughs> that they understand? Like, you know, I mean, it's like, there's just, there's a part of it, there's a part of it that is, there is a part of it that is, that is alienating a huge group of, that's alienating a huge group of people in the United States. And it's like, their reaction, their reaction is, um, is evil and irreprehensible, but you have to, you have to, you have to dive in and fix it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to figure out like what the, what's, what drove all these things? Like, what is the core of it? I mean, I, you don't hear those conversations. You just don't hear the conversations of like, wh why are, why? Sure. Like, why are people so angry? Like, what, what do they feel? What is the fear? Like, what is really the fear? Like, it, I think everybody just says it's an ira it's a rational fear. It's irrational. It's 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 either evil. It's angry. It's just it's like there's no like you shouldn't be that way, right? <laughs> okay. Like if if someone if you have an irrational issue, right? You're with a boyfriend for you know for three years and he breaks up with you and you're like irrationally angry. Like everybody's like, well, you sh he's an asshole. Like you shouldn't feel this way. Does that, that makes you feel better? Right. Like that makes you, you sitting on your couch and your all your best friends are like, well, he was an <laughs> asshole anyway. Like you shouldn't feel hurt. Like he like, come on, rebound, like get off the couch. They're going drinking. Like, do you, do you feel like getting off the couch and going drinking? Yeah. No. Like you're hurt. Like you, like until you understand like what that person or what that thing meant for that person, like you're not going to fix a person just by wording them out of it. Like sure. emotioning them out of it. So yeah. And I, no I mean, wants to talk about that. It's like, but, but, but like, you have to think about this. Like, you have to really. I mean, I think there's a point in time where you have, to, where the country has to kind of like figure out. Like, they have to really figure out like where the where the needs and and fears and aspirations of all of this melting pot we really are, mm -hmm. and not. And not have the perception that any one group is better than the other or any one group is oppressed more than the other. You just have to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really does then you get, it really does mean you get to the point. And it's funny because I, I lived in London and I have tons of friends in Europe and it's like, and some people are like, they're just like, yeah, you know, you guys have been a country for less than 300 years. <laughs> like yeah. just, yeah, we've been through this shit. Like we, you know, yeah, man. It's, welcome, it was, welcome to puberty in your country. It was you know, wild. It's, you yeah. know, like it, it, 
there's some point of it too. I mean, it's it sucks in the microcosm, but in the big picture of it all, it's like, yeah, it it, it was it was wild seeing it, man. I mean, even if even if you take it down, if you boil it down too, right? Like it wasn't the Michigan like them storming Michigan, and it was like literally the capital. That's what fucking astounded me. Like, goddamn. And on a lighter note, uh, for those of you who don't know, in D.C., no building can be built taller than the Capitol right. in the area. So just a little fun fact for everybody out there. This is supposed to be educational as well. Ooh, I like that. So I don't know uh, if, uh, if you have any other comments on that. But, yeah, I just it was it's wild. We live in a wild time right now, and it's literally like, it's an us versus them. It's a, you know, you're on this side or that side right now. And I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously everybody should be able to have a conversation and talk about some things out, but it's, it's fucking wild. What, uh, what, what do you think after the new year? Do you think this year it'll change as far as like developments and architecture and as well as like public space? No, I feel like, I mean, I, I already, I already feel, I mean, we're only a couple of weeks into this thing and I, I mean, I feel like there's a ton of optimism. I mean, specifically in our, you know, in just developments and I, I mean, it, it is, it is, I'm sure it's tied, it's somewhat tied to the election because the election is somewhat tied to the calendar year, right? But we kind of, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day too because I was, I was actually just watching the, uh, the Match.com match commercial recently, the, <laughs> the one that Ryan Reynolds did. And it was like, I haven't seen Hi, it. I'm 2020. And uh, it's like, it's basically Satan like matching oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matching yeah. up with 2020. Yeah, yeah, I did as see a, that. As yeah, a yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're yeah. like, they're the perfect match because sure. it's like Satan and like the worst year ever. But, <laughs> um, but it's like psychosomatically, like we put, I mean, we kind of did it to ourselves. Like we put this thing, <clears throat> the world did this, right? They're like, we're just going to chalk this up to 2020, mm-hmm. right? So as soon as, now that it's not 2020, like everybody is, everybody is, everybody, everybody has more optimism, right? Yeah. Investment people have more optimism. Yeah. People that have control of the money have more optimism. Everybody, it's like, it really, you could have had this optimism in September. <laughs> Just if you, yeah. you could have. Shout you, out to all the September babies out there. You didn't want to. You didn't want to because everybody <laughs> just was like, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's funny. Like, I think it's hilarious. Like how much, don't you think it's hilarious how much weight we put on a calendar year, this arbitrary measure of time. Yeah. It's like, well, it's back from the, it's like Y2K. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. 1999, great. 2000, yeah. 2000, you might as well be in a bunker because you're going to be dead. I bought into it because I spent a week in Vegas getting drunk because I was like, hey, if there's any place that's safe, everybody loves Vegas. No one's fucking blowing up Vegas. Vegas will figure it out. So I was like, this is the safe. And it was only a four-hour drive from where I was living at the time. So go to Vegas. I mean, it's weird, right? It's like yeah. 2021. Like, It's just. I mean, it's an arbitrary. So number. you spent two, two, you spent the New Year's Eve two thousand in Vegas. Oh yeah. Yes. Nice. Oh yeah. Have you been to New Year's Eve at uh, New York? I have. Yeah. I was it's, there. It's horrible. I was at. Have I, you been to Times Square in, in yeah. New Year's Eve? It's yeah. the dumbest thing to ever yeah. do. 
There, you can't get a drink. You have to see it, though. It's wild to see. It's wild to see. It's not like New Orleans wild where you have to I'm see not, New Orleans. But I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating. I mean, I had the worst time. <laughs> I had the fucking worst time. I mean, maybe with some pre-planning, maybe it would have been better. But yeah, like, no, we did not have pre-planning. Pre-plan. We had was, no pre-planning. Yeah, no. None. No. Zero. That's but hilarious. On, in Y2K, I, because... I had been at Times Square previous to that. Mm-hmm. We had we had pre-planned the shit out of it. We had alcohol up the yin yang. We had like wagons full of fucking drinks. Like we were hanging out, like just waiting for the world to blow up. Everyone yeah. was, do you remember how that? Yeah. Isn't that funny now? Like yeah. how many? Every was everybody one hundred percent thought the world was gonna blow up. This is true. There's a few. It's hilarious. Yeah. Ball drops. Next, everybody wakes up the next day, fucking hungover as shit. I was literally sleeping in some bushes in the strip in Vegas, unabashedly because no one could get a room. And I was like, I want to be in <laughs> Vegas, so I don't care. I That's was in the great. Marines, and I was like, I was young as shit. Yeah. So, um, what about the developments? So talk a little bit more. Just going back on developments, oh, yeah. like any other cities or anything else going on um, for twenty twenty one, worth noting. Any other city, like besides Chicago? You mean? Yeah, because I know like Austin, Miami. Miami's obviously having a, some development going on, and I mean the. Um, I mean, I, I uh, last year before pre-COVID, you would hear that Austin was like the bee's knees. Everybody was going down to Austin. I mean, I, yeah, Aust- Austin still. I mean, Austin, Dallas, Houston are. They, I think they're definitely this. The, I think you'll definitely see those those cities for sure, will grow. Um, it's like the, um, yeah, like the Denver Portland, which was like the hot thing. Like they've, they've like kind of, they've unfortunately like priced themselves out of like being the place to go anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. they are great. They're great cities, but from a development standpoint, it's, you know, they're just, they're like getting themselves, they're getting kind of over their, over their britches. You know what, what's, what I was thinking about recently is like, because I was in, um, uh, Southern California over the Christmas break. There's like, you know, there's this, you know, California's always had this like kind of like steady real estate, you know, it's just, it's California, but there's like these pockets of like, there's these pockets on the, on the, um, on the beach of like California that like, like kind of like these, like these little unknown places. Like they really are. I mean, California is such a big place. I, I think people lose track of like, how big that fucking state really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone smarter than me will know, like, it, like the California GDP <laughs> is like somewhere and the world GDP is like, like 20 or something. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. It's like some, it's a, it's a ridiculous high number. Um, there's like these crazy places that are like, Oh yeah. Shout out Portland too back there. Sorry, I, I did. So, I mentioned Portland. Yeah, I did yeah, mention yeah. Portland. You did. I? You did. Yeah. 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 Portland's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Rose garden. Trailblazers. Yeah, my first love. She left me to live in Portland. Really? So she picked Portland over me. That's how great Portland is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole West Coast. I mean, the whole West Coast and the development you know, I'm a, is. I'm such a West Coast guy. I mean, I was born yeah. in California, so I'm probably, I'm probably like my DNA probably just like goes Pacific, but like, the Atlantic Ocean is, is fucking sucks. Yeah. It's shit. 
It's the oysters are shit. pretty good, though. I don't care from top to bottom. That's a shit ocean. The Pacific the Ocean. are very good. Eastern, oh, I, East look, Coast oysters are pretty good. Sorry. Let everybody know. East Coast. Fine. Get a little bit of, you fine. know, a little rosé, a little... Look, I will, not, dis- I will not I will not dispute the the tasty wildlife. I thought that's... But from a human <laughs> interacting with a space, like the Atlantic Ocean is like... Yeah. I'd rather... It's like being on your, you know, your uh, your uncle's above ground pool that like just let it sitting for yeah. like three years. And he's like, hey, do you want to go swimming? You're now like, it's yeah, an underground pool. I better. Yeah. I had the Pacific Ocean is magical. Oh yeah, it's magical. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why we got there. How the hell did we get there? Portland. Portland building development. I'm, I'm yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Pacific Ocean is great. Pacific Ocean. Shout out. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out. Well, yeah, man. I I think uh, you know I I know that again every six months we catch up. The Olympics were interesting. We were talking about how a lot of different firms or a lot of different companies, whether it was real estate or firm wise, trying to come out with different statistics or different reports. Uh, I was on a BizNow uh, presentation, I believe, this week, and they were talking about outlook. Of course, everybody has a, a positive outlook of what's going on, and I think it's it's interesting to to hear, right? It's interesting to see. But I think who's going to make the move, right? Who's going to, I mean, you look at big, real corporations like the NFL who just powered through it, uh, NCAA football yeah. tried to power through it. I mean, Ohio State and Alabama, not too sure why Ohio State was in there, but, you know, whatever. And then you have the uh, the NFL going through right yeah. now. So, I mean, big things like that. Like, they're getting their money no matter what, right? So, it, it's interesting to see. Yeah. Because development, if you talk about development, if you talk about space, you can't really power through that, right? Because if people are not going to go to work, they're not going to go to work. So, no, do you, so do you continue to have that space? Do you continue with that development that you were proposed in building in 2020? Or do you change it? Because not a lot of people are going to be there. I, the, the thing that always makes me think about it is how law firms back pre-COVID were taking up less space they used to take up a lot of space due to their filing due to all their books they had and since everything went electronic their law firms were taking up less space which i think is super interesting for me um then that goes into the whole rabbit hole of security and software and all that shit but i think that you know now it's everyday companies are taking up a lot less space so in if if your project went on hold why would you continue to go with that same amount of space? If you know fundamentally you're not gonna use it the same way. Well, I mean, I, I actually do, I, I mean, I actually, I actually feel it's about, I, I actually think, think from a space allocation, it's a balance. I mean, I do think it's, um, you need less space per person, but I mean, you need more space per person now and you have less people coming to the office right so it's like the so it by ma- by the math it like comes out the same mm-hmm. i think i think i i think everybody's going to fundamentally just find it to be the same like it's companies aren't going to spend companies aren't going to spend more money on they're not going to they're not going to rent more space for this for the number of employees that are on their books 
they're just going to have less employees that are going to use that space at any, at any given time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, so it's going to, there'll be a balance. Like, and it's like, what, what we haven't talked about is what I think. What is, should we talk about? Let's no, here's what, here's, here's, here's what I've been thinking about recently. And this is because I live in an apartment, which is, has yeah no, last last episode which has no business being a work like you Brett have no, gave no his business address working. i had to bleep it out because he gave his full address oh, and really? apartment yeah oh why'd you bleep it out i'm lonely <laughs> no one needs it no uh, <laughs> i really get my full address you gave your full address and i was like yeah i don't think you should do that i don't think the missus would like that you're like no whatever come up and have a beer and i was like no <laughs> that's hilarious that's, that's exactly what i want to do right now so it's funny that you say that um, here, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually starting this study on my own, like on my own right now is that, um, I think, the, I think the office market is going to, is going to fundamentally be un, unchanged. People may still move around and people may, companies may feel more comfortable going to a new building that has. Proposes to have more filtration and like we have elevators at destination mm -hmm. dispatch, mm -hmm. whatever. So I'm not saying that people aren't going to move around, but I I don't really I don't think at the end of the day you're going to find that a company is going to take more or less space than they had previously for the number of employees on their books. But what I don't I which the conversation I haven't really heard much of, which I think is thank you, sir. Um, is how does it affect like how does this really affect like um, unit mix in residential and square footage of residential units? That to me actually, that to me actually is much more interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like so if you so break, like if that I, down, break that down for no, people like who if, don't know what that is. No right. So, so so if I'm like if I if I'm a developer and I'm like I'm used to rent I'm used to like I have a mix of studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, right? I'm a rental mix. And that's, you know, I high, you know, high one bedrooms, some studios, some two bedrooms. But I'm like, I'm really like I'm in downtown Chicago. Like the majority of my mix is like one bedrooms is what I sell. I sell one bedrooms to people because it's like I'm I'm banking on young professionals. I want, you know, that's where they're gonna live. Mm -hmm. Even young married couples are gonna like they'll take a, a slightly larger one bedroom to where they're gonna live. But now you have now with the same metric, right? You're saying people are no one really is wants to go back a hundred percent. Right. That so that means people are freaking at home a lot more than they ever plan to be. So if we're if you you know everybody's got different metrics, right? Depending on Depending on how much of the entire development, you're, you know, it's anywhere between 850 and 1,000 square feet per unit, right? On total development, if you're just doing simple math, that's the number that I that's the number I think that's going to go up, huge. Now you mentioned because that this I'm, profile is downtown, though, right? No, but well, people still want to. People are still going to want to live in the city, in cities. You that's think? not going to change, dude. The metric, the metric is. The, if you look, if you look historic metric, you're not going to derail that train. It's sure. not, that train's not going to, the train's not going to go off a cliff like this. Yeah. The 
amount of people wanting to live in cities for the last 20 years has been steadily up. Yeah. Fine. Take us, take whatever hit you want to take for this. It's not, it's not a meteorite hitting the earth. It's just not going to reverse course. Like people are still young people graduating college aren't moving to Schaumburg. Sorry, Schaumburg. They're just fucking not like you graduate college. Clinton star. Sorry. <laughs> you're going to want to live. You're going to want to live downtown. Yeah. I mean, a year from now, like people graduating college aren't, they're going to want to live downtown. Yeah. But now their job's going to say you can only come to the office three days a week. And the other two days a week, okay, you're going to work at home. But now with that office has 30% of their workforce, 40% of their workforce living in Schaumburg, do they have a satellite office out in Schaumburg, a touchdown place? For sure. Right? For sure. They, they have, have to that. have something out there. Right. But. Because the C-suite, the management, but everybody who has that a young person is not going to live in Schaumburg. No, right. No, about, I agree. You're I talking agree. about you're talking about the old fuckers like me. They have kids but what and happens a dog to the uni mix out there? What happens to the, the uni mix out in the suburbs? The who? The unit mix out in the suburbs. Now is it going to be expanding too? No. <laughs> I understand that. I'm saying that the uni mix out in the suburbs is changing as well as downtown because everything is flattening out. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think no. it's all still going to stay downtown? So but you were the talking- The unit mix in the suburbs already, already accommodates all this stuff because like- if I get a one bedroom downtown, I'm getting a two bedroom in the suburbs. So it, it intuitively saw it intuitively solves itself. Gotcha. But if I want to live downtown, simple math, if you will. If I want to, if I, if I'm, if a one bedroom downtown was 900 square feet, yeah, it's now gonna a one bedroom downtown is gonna be like a thousand square feet. Gotcha. Because somewhere in that unit, somewhere in the planning of that unit is gonna be a little, a little nook. It's not gonna be a, a separate room. But you're going to plan, you're going to, the space planning of that unit is going to include a nook where you, a nook that's not the kitchen, it's not the bedroom, it's, it's not the bathroom, it's a nook <laughs> that you can, you can either, you're either going to, it's either going to be, it's either going to be built in because you're, because you're <laughs> like, you're, you want to get the, you want to get someone to rent it. It's a built in piece of, um, a millwork that like lets you have a little place to like a, a little office or it's just going to be a nook enough it's a flex space. where you where Whatever. you put an off where you yeah. buy a desk and you have a place to go sure it's not gonna it, it but i mean i would i would i would kill somebody <laughs> for a nook right now i mean literally kill somebody all i want is a nook gotcha i mean i don't have a nook yeah my stupid unit layout has no nook so, so like a would I, I would I would gladly pay a hundred whatever the uptick is a hundred two hundred thousand I mean Jesus Christ Jesus. yeah two hundred thousand square two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> per square per month <laughs> another hundred two another hundred what am I trying to say thousand two thousand square feet yeah. more in rent yeah if I if I had a unit a one I want all I need is a one bedroom I don't need a two bedroom. Yeah, but I need I need a I need a one bedroom plus. Gotcha. Shout that one to- bedroom plus is gonna drive residential. If you are, I'm telling you right now, you you you, <laughs> get on, figure out the unit layout, the most efficient, and call it a one bedroom.
plus. Yeah. Tell them Brett Taylor sent you. Gotcha. Market that unit mix and make it work efficiently and, a, and you will, developers will lose their minds. Gotcha. They will lose their minds. They will lose their minds. I want to give a shout out to a few. Uh, you know, this year on the podcast, we're, we're really oh. trying to highlight uh, some Chicago people as well as other brands that are really doing some things. So shout out to Few Bourbon for keeping this conversation going. Uh, in closing, what? Oh, wait, we're closing. Are we closing? We're closing. All right, fine. Well, t- talk to me about 2020. Well, I mean, what do you think? You're talking about developments and the new things. 2021. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes. Uh, 2021. Like, what? Uh, you think people are going to be moving towards residential more? I mean, for me, for the young company that we are, it's a lot of multifamily. It's a lot of residential that we have going on right now uh, because commercial is dead. I mean, a lot of people say it's not dead, but I mean, no, commercial's dead. I mean, commercial effectively is dead, but residential for, for the for the for the right now for the present, I feel like for it's the dead. present, yeah. But it'll it'll definitely come back. But again, when those companies come back, I don't see them taking the same square footage. If you have a lease coming up or that went up in 2020, and maybe you got the year extension because you don't know, I don't really see them taking the same amount of square footage. There's a lot of subleases, a lot of things like that nature. So, I mean, how do you feel 2021 is going to handle that? I mean, this can be a long closing, by the way. I just feel, I mean, I just, I just, to be contrary, I just, I just don't agree. I mean, I, I don't, I think the, you I don't think, agree on which part. That I think, the, that I the, think business the amount is, of space you need is going to be negligibly negligible because you're going to have, you're going to need more space per person and you're just going to have less people in the office. So like from so how it affects our industry, people. how it affects our industry and how it affects like, you know, leasable space, like usable space is just not going to, it's not going to fluctuate that much. I mean, if, cause if I just take, if I just take the microcosm of our own office, like where we were dense as shit and like all the plans that we're doing is like, Everybody's has six feet. Everybody's going to have six feet, six feet, six sure, feet. Sure, sure. So like by nature, like our office that could fit 350 people is going to fit a hundred less people. We're not going to, it's our company is not, if, if we need to hire not 251, we're not going to not hire that person. We're just like, there's like, we know that a certain yeah, number of people. Yeah, but is that person going to be in the office the whole time? No, but right. But like accounting isn't going to be in the office. Like accounting doesn't need now everybody realizes accounting doesn't need to be in the office. Yeah, that's so you're saying that you would still take this space that Probably accounting would, have would take. Amount, we'd have the same amount of space; it'd just be filled with the people that need to that need to have face to face interaction. And then now their space like the, would be I, bigger. IT doesn't need to be in the office. IT was before accounting, IT, HR, all these guys had a desk. They don't need those guys. Don't need a desk. I mean. They just don't. So those people who are going to be in the office, are you, are you saying the they're going to be in need 40 to have face hours to face a week action, though? They're going to, to be 40 action. hours a week then? Yeah. So you don't think that after all of this time from home, they're not going to want to work from home two or three days out of the week? Want to and get to is two different things. Exactly. No, but no. Our com- now is the, uh, now no, but, you- no, but we look, look, this is what would be hard line. Our business relies on 
coordination and communication. Sure, agreed. And if fundamentally, when it is deemed safe to do that, that is the, that will not change. That is the expectation. And if that is not how you want to work, that's cool. Then you can't. You work. can't work here. You can't work in this industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I like fine, that. but it's not. I mean, our industry is a is fundamentally yeah. about collaboration yeah. and coordination and sharing of ideas. And yeah. Like there's a there, well, you can do that to a degree over you know everybody's figured it out. Yeah. To a degree, but it, it's now, fine. Now we're talking home base. No, I mean, but it's fine. But more, like if you want to, if you. If you want to be in a collaborative, creative environment, you have to be face-to-face. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. If, I was talking more client-facing. Now, if you're talking internal industry-facing, you have to be collaborative, right? You have to be in the it's office. It's the same team. It's the same team you're it's talking the same about. Thing. You, the client-facing, design-oriented team needs to be in the office doing those things. I'm talking about the space for clients, though. Space for clients, do you think they're still going to take all that space? Like what kind of client? Well, we can take law or any law firms are going to be 100% in the office. HR, the law firm, HR law firm, HR. They're going to be 100% in the office because, because lawyers just, they, they have to be there. They have to be there. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that every industry, I mean, I can't think of the industry off the top of my head, but you think every industry has to be in the office. I mean, everybody 100%. I mean, no, like, like financial services, like, no. Yeah. Like uh, insurance? No. And they're all I'm independent. You, you they're all independent guys anyway. Like like real estate brokers, like the JLL. Like that's what I was gonna say. Like no, but here's how the here's how the JLL and CBRE and all these guys are gonna like they're gonna like price themselves out of jobs because like <laughs> if your whole thing is brokerage and like this is they were the ones who spawned hoteling from the get go anyway because they knew like oh my god I've got. I've got all these guys who all do brokerage and like 80% of their time is in client offices or on site. So like, why do I need some space? They're the ones who fucked it up from the get go anyway. So fuck you, JLL and CBRE. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Um, Yeah. I just, I think it's No, but it's like, but it's like the, the industries, the sales, sales and brokerage and people that are like people that People that have to, that are meeting with clients, that they're not, they are in, they are in, they are, they're independent contractors in, in essence, right? Like yeah. the brokerage guys and like the sales guys, they, they may work on bigger teams and they may work for bigger companies, but they are, their performance is, in, is individually based. So like they don't need, they don't actually need a, to be, they're not collaborating. So you're like, saying they don't like need to I, be in the office. Is if what you you're and saying. me, if you and me are both trying to sell these, by the way, these are the 44 chairs. Oh, these, if oh my god, come over here! These are the 44 chairs. It's locked. <laughs> we're getting off the rail here. No, we're, we're getting not. off the rail. We're getting off the rail here. <laughs> getting very if, off the rail. If you are selling this chair, like <laughs> I'm going to sleep with tonight. Then you don't need another person to help you. Like, what are you collaborating with? Like, I'm selling chairs. You're selling chairs. Like, we're selling chairs against each other. Brett, 
I was telling you that those people don't need to be in the office. Right, I'm saying they don't need to be in the office. Right, right, right. The chair guys don't need to be in the office. Correct. But the architects need to be in the office. Correct. That I'm talking about. This, by the way, is a four by four stack. Correct. 44 high, not above four. Powder coated. What I learned, sled leg. Not a four, not a four leg sled. Correct. So technically you could use this on Alpine Valley. It's true. And you could, you could see how far you can take it. Correct. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you. It's a hex head too. (laughs) I want to say thank you to Brett coming on over. Six month check in. If I offended anybody, it was all for jokes. Oh, listen, you know, no, no, no offense. I love JLL and CBR. I feel like that's going to come back to me somehow. No, they won't. Love you guys. And if uh, you guys want to rebuke anyone from JLL and CBRE, you're more than welcome to come on the Wisendale podcast. Um, But yeah, man, thank you for catching up, man. Thank Thank you you for for uh, being a supporter for everything that we're doing over here. Truly appreciate it. I feel like it was more serious than fun tonight. Yeah, I mean, me going on the political route really kind of killed the buzz. But, you know, it just Uh, has to be talked about. There's no way that you cannot talk about it, right? There's no way you cannot talk about it. So, um, any oh wait, any twenty watch the Simpsons. They are time travelers. Oh my god, twenty twenty one goal. Anything uh, we can catch up with you at June. On the podcast, then twenty twenty one goal. See? Here's my twenty one. I have. I do have a goal. Thank you for asking. I am writing a book. Are you really? And is it a no, comic? Is it a no? I'm. I'm not joking. No, is no it me, a comic? No, it's not. Well, it may, it, people may see it that way. Um, so the um, I'm calling it, I haven't got a great title, but I'm like, I'm calling it the unauthorized biography of the architect spy. <laughs> as, as city spy. curls across the ground. No, because, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been accused of being a spy for like my entire career. Dope. Because, I, because I've had some shady dealings with shady people. And, Dope. And, um, so I felt like it would, I could tell this like, I could write this book that's like based on my life, but like not. Yeah. And like just perpetuate this myth. Like gotcha. just own it. Can like I perpetuate this myth of that I'm actually a spy purpo- pretending to be an architect and like doing all this shit around the world. So it's actually, you know, when you think about the fact that I worked for the King of Jordan, I worked for the King of Saudi Arabia, I worked on UN headquarters, worked on the tallest building in the world. Yeah. Like, interacted with Rod Blagojevich while he was going under trial. Like, there's a lot of real shit that I've done that, I like, when you think about it, like, inexplicably weird stuff. So, whatever. Nice. So that's coming out in 2021, or are you writing I mean, in 2021? Maybe 2022. You're saying in the next six months, I should have, I should be like. So we're going to check up with you then on on June. Okay, good. Good to know. Because I've been writing furiously over like the last few weeks to like get the outline together. You're for sure already in it. Well, man, thank you again. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Happy New Year. 2021. Your safety is important. If you observe unattended packages, vandalism, or suspicious activity, inform CTA personnel immediately.